Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend podcast, sponsored by Caterpillar and 4constructionpros.com. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and I'm joined again by two individuals who we're going to pick up where we left off in another podcast. Jason Hurtis is joining us again. He is Caterpillar's specialist for construction materials, quarry, and aggregates. And we're also joined by Alan Pumpin. And Alan is a specialist with command technology, both station and remote. And guys, I got to be honest with you. I want to, I'm in such a hurry to get to this because there's so much more that we really can and should be exploring. And then in one of our earlier podcasts on this same topic, part one, we'll call it on just trying to score more as, as many wins uh, using cat command technology. You know, one of the things that Alan, I know that you're a specialist in take us down through potentially what does a contractor need to think in terms of if they're interested, what's the investment look like? Give us a little bit, not just the money standpoint, but what do they need to be looking at to support moving into this type of technology? Let's take that a step further. I think from even just the investment portion, when we look at CAT command, the technology is relatively easy. We've been doing this in mining for a decade. The challenge with contractors is the change management. We talked a little bit about it in the first episode, but change management is so important. Getting not just operators used to running manless machines, but the management, right? The processes, everything that goes around that supports that job site, those machines, those systems need to be looked at, right? And this all comes together to give you greater efficiency, safety, and that safety is for running these manless machines is paramount to not only keeping an operator safe, but keeping everybody on that job site safe. And it really starts right there at that change management. But from a contractor standpoint, there's really three key items. We have the onboard, the hardware that goes on the machine. And then, of course, you have your operator interface. So what I'm going to control the machine with now, that's either the station or the console. So we call that line of sight console or the non-line of sight station. Then the final piece is the connectivity. What links those two systems together, right? The machine and the operator interface. That is through with the station, we use a, a Wi-Fi type system. So it's an existing proven technology. Mines across the world are using them in every type of harsh environment, north of the Arctic Circle to south of the equator. It's been proven and it works. And those three things are really what it takes when you start thinking about investment into this type of technology to make it work. Alan, let me let me take one more time at, uh, with you because I know you're our expert here and we're really glad you're here. I went online and I've, I'm trying to read as much material as I can and, and I ran across, I went ahead and found your Caterpillar site and there's two terms there that if you can maybe address, I think they're probably understood by people who are already using this CAT command technology. But for those contractors who are very intrigued with what you're saying, what is line of sight controller and what is remote operating station? Can you expand a little bit on both of those? Yeah, absolutely. Line of sight, when we, we talk about line of sight, that is we're using a console and that's uh, traditional remote control, what you, you what you think when you uh, think of like a remote control toy car or something. The operator is controlling the vehicle within line of sight of it. And non-line of sight is attributed to our remote operating system. So non-line of sight means that 
I can operate that machine locally or not even in physically line of sight of that machine. So I could be in a different state. Yeah, hence the term remote, right? That's correct. Okay. Caterpillar is the only OEM offering the real operating station. So it is a unique uh, product uh, from an OEM like Caterpillar. Jason, I want to bring you into this conversation. I know that you've got clients uh, that are already using this technology, but take us back to some of the things that they may have considered uh, either by purchasing this technology separately or having it already a part of a new piece of equipment. What were the things that they went through? What were some of the question marks they had or considerations they had before they made that decision? I think the first consideration a lot of customers go through is the benefits of command technology to their application and and their operators and their and their businesses. You know, is it the right thing to do at the right time? Do we have the right need, um, whether it's an environmental concern, an operator recruitment concern, what have you? I think that's the first thing. And then what's the payback or what's the long-term usage or plan um, using command in their operations? And then second would be you know, the, the interoperability, um, if you will, or the connectivity of command to the machines. Um, I think we all have experience. Alan mentioned it before, you know, radio controlled cars or boats when we're little, um, you know, you're out in the lake and the boat gets out of range. What happens? And I, you know, customers ask that same question with a command system. Can I get out of range? What happens to that particular machine? Mm. Um, if I lose connectivity or I am out of range, uh, can there be alternative, you know, stop measures where a manager or a supervisor who's on site while the operator is not on site, you know, can they intervene and, and shut down the machine or stop the machine if someone comes into the area that's, that's not supposed to be in the area? So how do all the different systems and the machines um, interact and interplay with each other? And, and luckily, um, and rightfully so, we have all the all those questions um, that we've gotten from customers, we have answers for all of those to, to answer whatever type of question that they would need or that may come up using a command system on, on Caterpillar products. I think this is great. Um, and, and Jason, to build back on that, Alan, let me come back to you because, you know, one of the things that we're, we're trying to do here is we, not even intentionally, but we continue to see when, more wins being added to why people, uh, you know, should be using the CAT command technology. You know, one of the things that, that appeared to me or, or that, that suddenly came to me was the fact of how many people are we having that's retiring earlier or maybe people who have been injured and may not be able to work in the same physical way that they have before. Take us through where maybe this has been able to extend maybe even the, the work life, if you will, the career of a veteran who's been there and, and no longer can perform a certain way. What invitation does this provide to those kind of employees? Brad, that's a great comment. And I will say that we already have had a customer that has been able to do exactly what you just described. Mm. The operator actually had a back injury and was a dozer operator and was sitting at home on disability. Mm. And by implementing command, this customer was able to bring back this senior operator and put him back into the remote operating system and into our station and continue his career. He, in fact, actually canceled that high-risk back surgery because he wasn't going to be exposed to all the vibrations and physical aspects of operating a dozer. 
Well, that's a great testimony to this, to, to the advantages of this. And I, and I know that doesn't happen in every situation, but what, what a great win for this technology as well. Let me go back to another thing. And, and, and Alan, I really do want you to see how specific you can get for me. I'm a contractor. I am now looking at, uh, looking at projects that are spread out over multiple sites, some that may be within 30 to 40 miles, some that may be in a different state than where I'm at. Take me through the mental process. I need to operate two or three pieces of the same type of equipment. Help me, help me as a contractor understand where this remote operating mentality might allow me to pull off some of those projects without as many operators physically on site. Yeah, when you look at the day in the life of an operator, we wish that the work was a five-minute commute. Oftentimes, the job site for a lot of these machine operators is hour, hour and a half plus, right? Or they're staying in a remote job location. Let's get specific. Let's talk about some batch plants and wheel loaders, right? Where these contractors now have the ability to station a, a single employee. It can be close to his home, maybe the home office, and he can support multiple batch plants with that wheel loader and what that allows them to do obviously increase his utilization but take one less person off the road you imagine the work-life balance of that operator going into the uh, basically as an office employee uh, day in day out not exposed to the vibration environment of a work site now going back it does obviously because now you're you're asking you're probably thinking in your head like well you know how does it, how does he feel it? You can't remotely feel it. It's like, well, that's true. The O and O of that machine stays the same. So the, all the maintenance, you know, oil changes, um, preventive maintenance, that schedule stays the same. Nothing changes by, by making it remote control. And what we've done at, at the physical job site. So at that batch plant in the morning, that now a different person, you know, there's a maintenance, let's the, the, say the fueler, when he fuels up the machine, he or she does the machine walk around, right? And um, switches that machine to remote control and gets that machine going for the day. So, you know, slight change in processes, right. but um, otherwise this operator can support these sites really across the U.S. if they want to. That's a beautiful picture of what this thing can do. I mean, I, and this is, you know, I, I guess the reason I got kind of excited about this whole thing, Alan, was it's, it, this is comes closest that I've ever seen in this industry for Star Wars-like technology. I, I just think it's awesome. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from Caterpillar. That's for darn sure. Let me come back and touch on something that no one likes to talk about. I've got a piece of equipment. Can I literally add the, the the command technology to an existing piece of equipment? Does it have to have a certain already uh, base of technology built in before I can add this? Can you kind of walk us through that? Yeah. So the retrofitting machines really will depend on the family and the type of machines. For example, our small wheel loaders, 926 through the 938, you can retrofit back to the existing fleets, back to I think the, like the machines made back in 2016. So it's a huge opportunity, um, you know, existing uh, fleet of small wheelers that can be retrofitted with CAT Command. Mm -hmm. The new D5, 6, and 7, mm -hmm. that one goes, you know, and goes back about a year when you look at the serial number prefix. And, and that is mostly because of the technology that's built into the machine, right? When a Caterpillar offering this type of technology, it's going to be built in, uh, integrated 
for the, you know, obviously the best safety and performance. Right. Well, and, and again, now, and I'm, now I'm speaking out of ignorance. This is not, is this a Wi-Fi or a Bluetooth driven type of a system? So uh, it, it is use, utilizing Wi-Fi. Okay. So it's an industrial Wi-Fi that provides the wireless link out at the job site where that machine is running manless. That's, I, I just love it. I, and I know that that's becoming more and more common for just about everything in life anymore, right? Um, I, I want to pick back on, on Jason. Jason, when you're looking at this, what you've just heard, and I know you're, you're, you're already familiar with Alan and you know the technology. What are we looking at? And Alan, I'm giving you time to think through this too. But Jason, what, what is the shock value? What's, what's the, the stick shock value to a contractor if he or she wants to add this technology? They're sold on the technology. They think they need it. They have the perfect applications for it. What's the sticker type price? I don't mean just dollar value. You don't have to talk about that. But, but is this a, a very expensive move for a contractor to make? No, it's not a very expensive move. You know, especially when you have external factors breathing down your neck, insurance companies on, you know, operating in hazardous uh, environments, operator shortage where you're, you know, working your operators to the to the bone to meet production needs. It becomes a very quick and very simple uh, and easy payback equation to go from command. And some of that, as Alan just mentioned, depends on the platform that you're looking at. Um, you know, small wheel loaders, you can go back to, like you mentioned, 2016 in retrofit, if you already have one, a lot of the newer machines from Caterpillar are coming out command ready. Um, and then some, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to, to retrofit back on based on the, the base technology of the machine. So, um, but again, once you weigh all that with the, the potential and the benefits and the capabilities of a command system. Most coring aggregate customers, most contractors, waste, industrial, are finding that that payback is extremely fast. Yeah, I don't think contractors would believe me if I said this is a no-brainer. But folks, this is about as close as it gets uh, to being a no-brainer. Uh, and I think this is awesome. It's, it's definitely the way of the future. Alan, let me come back because I want to hit a little bit more on... Uh, on, on not just the investment cost, not again, not the purchase price, but the investment cost, because what you're talking about is some training for workers. No, there's no doubt about that. Um, you also said something uh, just a few moments ago, which I think is invaluable because we've talked about the, that the cost of maintenance, the budget that you should have for a maintenance of your equipment. Where does that come into play here? Just because you've got this technology, you still got to change the oil. You still you still got to lube your your, your points, uh, that type of thing, on a piece of equipment. So, what is the real investment that that contractors may need? Because they're the ones going to be purchasing this. What what are they What do they need to know about to to make that transition to purchase this technology? Yeah, from the, the machine side, it's relatively easy, right? From that, from the standpoint, once the technology is retrofitted, now it is a remote-controlled machine. It's very straightforward from that standpoint, very reliable. When we talk about the connectivity, the network that makes this technology works, that's going to be variable based upon the application, of course, because we can be from a quarry that's going to have a large work area, perhaps, to a... Uh, like you, we talked earlier before about like a batch plant, it can be, I mean, you know, that wheel loader is working in a pretty confined space day in, day out. When we talk about that kind of investment, you know, there's going to be an initial investment of bringing your IT guy out. The good news is when I say IT guy, 
when we're sitting here, you know, working from home during the during the pandemic the last couple of years, and everybody's using their laptops and Wi-Fi, it's really similar Wi-Fi. What I'm saying is, you're most, if not all, these companies have that expertise to be able to go out and implement a Wi-Fi network on their network and utilize Cat Command because it is established, proven technology from that standpoint. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I, I, I'm really excited about this because I, I continue to see win after win after win why this this uh, cat command technology is so powerful. I'm very involved, uh, Alan, for your standpoint. I think Jason knows this with Skills USA, and especially in the Texas state. And it is amazing to me the young people uh, who, when they find out that construction specifically isn't just mortar and bricks, but it's actually technology too. I think we're going to win, uh, talking about winning, we're going to win more uh, younger people over into this industry of ours through things like this. I just think it's awesome. I'm going to give both of you just one last word. Jason, anything else you'd like to share, maybe just to help us wrap up? And then, and, and Alan, I'll let you have the last word in just a moment. The benefits of using command um, in any in industry uh, should not be overlooked by any contractor that wants to remain competitive. And, and at the leading edge of their business. Great. Alan, I'll give you the final word here. Cat Command is continuing to evolve at Caterpillar and is a building block to uh, an autonomous machine. Uh, currently, Caterpillar has wheel loaders, excavators, dozers, and just recently announced our uh, skid steer loaders and compact track loaders. So we're continually expanding our Cat Command portfolio uh, to meet the demands of our customers in this area. <laughs> Powerful. I, I'm just, I'm writing down in my head, I'm writing down some names of contractors I need to call immediately <laughs> as they own a, a fleet of skid steers and what they can do to improve their productivity. Guys, this has been awesome. And uh, Alan, again, it's first time you and I have, have met and uh, Jason is a good old veteran of the podcast and you fit right in. Thank you both guys to, 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 for your, your input. Hey, if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, there's a lot of meat in here. And if you didn't hear the part one to this, you need to go back and listen to that as well. But we're thankful that you're here. Uh, again, thank you to our sponsors, Caterpillar and Four Construction Pros, for continuing to believe in this podcast and how it can help you. We want the best for you. Have a great day and a safe one. Want more tips from Caterpillar experts? Go to cat.com and select the Construction Industries page. 